This episode of The Meta Magic is with the two-time Star City Games Player of the Year and 2011 Star City Games Invitational winner, Alex Bertaccini. We discuss the season at hand, what his plans are for the future, and the accusations against him. You will get to hear his own words to those questions being answered on this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Meta Magic with Alex Bertaccini. You can reach me at theminimagic at gmail.com or on Twitter under the Beamy or the Minimagic. Until next time, thank you for listening. Well, first of all, congratulations. You've won the Star City Games series twice now. How does that feel? Yeah. I mean, it feels pretty good. Um, I put a lot of effort into it both years. I made sure I showed up to uh, all the events this year pretty much. I think I missed only one open this year, but... Um, I really wanted to uh, to solidify my name as one of the top top grinders, you know. Now that you won the Invitational, how difficult is that to do? Because a lot of people don't understand the challenges of grinding through multiple events like that. Um, I've had a pretty good success at the Invitationals. Um, but I got second at the first Invitational. Um, the buys really helped. Of course, and uh, I don't know, I feel like Standard and Legacy are both my two top formats, so um, I feel in my comfort zone. Uh, I feel like I don't get intimidated by the tough field, but I still have enough respect for it that I am willing to give players credit for being slightly above average or uh, much better than average, but I don't let it intimidate me to the point where I um, pl- get uh, play poorly or anything. Who on the Star City circuit do you look at as the most difficult to play? Um, as as far as um, regulars go, uh, Jerry's very difficult to play against. Uh, he's hard to read, and he just plays super tight. And usually he has good deck lists. So, um, uh, I feel like I'm never in, I'm never happy when I have to play against him. Uh, other tough players that I've personally had a hard time beating are like Oren Beasley, Shaheen Sarani, and even like Ben Friedman. Those like they're all really tough players. Caleb Durward, Christian Valenti, all uh, superb players who I uh, and observe their play better myself with. How do you think playing in that circuit's helped you as a player? Um. Well, it basically helped my mental game. Uh, grinding every weekend, like. At first, it's like tough losing a win and in, or like turning off like two two. But um, by the end of it, like you learn to like pick yourself up, and like even if you like lose round two, you know you can like still grind it out and try and get there. And as long as you have the mental game and the uh, um, the, the volition to keep to keep playing your hardest, uh, you have a good chance of winning the tournament. So with the opens, like every weekend, like I, if I screwed up one weekend or lost or punted or something, I could, there's always the next weekend after that to make up for it and try and learn from my mistakes. Thanks to SCG, you've become a name within the community. What do you think about them providing a, a platform to promote young stars like yourself? Um, well, the platform that they provide is um, this, the, is just basically their, their weekly events. Like They allow you to um, you know, always be in the spotlight and uh, they always they're always looking for writers so if you do well at a Star City Games tournament they'll usually give you a chance to write and see how your writing goes and I know a few uh, individuals who have um, previously not had any name or been unknown and did well at one or two in uh, tournaments 
and then they wrote articles and they had a positive feedback from the the message, so they were asked to continue writing. What has been the challenges of breaking through on the GP level for you? Um, GPs are pretty tough. I, I play in less GPs than I do opens for, um, I mean, there's less of them. And now next year there's going to be a lot. So I intend to play, uh, a good amount of the, of the GPs next year. I'm pretty sure. Um, they're, they're tough because many people have buys and, uh, for constructed, you have such a large field that it's very difficult to metagame against. Like the percent so close together of decks that you really have to be able to play against the gauntlet. And um when you it went in if you make day two, you really have to like, you know, not only play really tight but also run well because you're gonna be playing against competent opponents who also have a lot of money on the line. Like there's pro there were there were pro points and uh always money on the line. So people always play better when there's a significant prize. When you were at Worlds, you played a lot of events. Why? Um, I really just wanted to, like, solidify the Planeswalker thing. Um, I showed up, and this was before they announced, they they, they just announced that Worlds counted towards the points, so I wasn't really sure. Like, I was was probably a lock regardless, but I didn't want anything fishy to happen. And then they announced that they would have, like, the two lists, the With Worlds, Without Worlds one, and stuff like that. So, um... I don't know. I just I was already going. I was already on that side of the country from the GP. So I mean, while I was there, I just wanted to play Magic because that's what I enjoy doing. I enjoy playing Magic, so that's why I was doing a bunch of side events and stuff. You seem to be having a lot of fun with those side events, even though you weren't feeling your best. Is it just the love of the game is why you keep playing it that much? Yeah, um, I just like the competitive the competitiveness. I like uh, test uh, testing myself and uh, learning, and I feel like. Um, Every time I play or every time I, uh, you know, every time I enter a tournament, I get better and better the more I focus and uh, try and learn from it. I still have a lot of things to work on, but uh, the more I play, I can only improve on them. Let's talk about the current situation that's going on with you. Mm-hmm. There are videos out there showing incorrect plays by you. What are your thoughts on this? Well, um, these videos, for the fir- first of all, most of them are... Um, taken from the last two years so, since I started uh, grinding on the uh, SCG circuit. And um, I get a lot of feature matches, and I'm always on camera a lot. So the uh, the chances of seeing any, like, miscorrect plays are probably pretty good just because I'm a, I'm a pretty sloppy player. Most people that know me know I play pretty sloppy because it's, it's a drawback that I play fast. Um, I'm a very, I'm a very fast player. I don't have any, like, unintentional draws ever. Like, I've never been in the situation where I've gone to time and had to scoop to somebody or them scoop to me. And I've just always avoided that nightmare by playing quickly. And also, the other advantage is that it sometimes, like, um, induces my opponent to perhaps subconsciously play faster, even if they're not trying to do that. And, um, as a, but there's also downsides, like sloppiness and, uh, a lot of plays can be, that I've done can all be attributed to sloppiness. I mean, there's also videos of opponents, you know, getting an advantage on me because we didn't notice something also. It's not just me, but you know, like other people make mistakes too. It's just very easy. People are, you know, very quick to, but to see when a, a well-known player or a pro player 
someone like that is um, trying to do something against his unknown or unsuspecting opponent. You've been getting direct criticism of this. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to the people that are critical of the situation? Well, I mean... Uh, I stay away from forums and like all these like, you know, breeding grounds for trolls and people who just have nothing better to do with their time. So to like, you know, I'd say about 70% of the masses I just ignore because they never have anything constructive to say. They just, uh, you know, everyone's eager for a, a witch hunt. I mean, I guess it's in a shred, so it's, the, it's a good season for witch hunts, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I say that you people should really uh really take what Drew says with a grain of salt. Like I know there's videos, but look at where they're orig- originating from. The first the one, the explore video was taken from I believe it was October of last year, is if I'm is not mistaken. And um it's been reviewed by the DCI already. I mean, that video was sent out to them long, long ago. And they hadn't made a verdict, official guilty verdict for it, or that they hadn't suspected that I was, there was any malintent, that it was perhaps a, you know, just an honest mistake. So, clearly, if it's being resurfaced now for the masses to see, it's not for the reason of, you know, exploiting a cheater or, or, you know, or spreading the word or telling your friends to be cautious. It's clearly just, like uh, a personal vendetta that Drew has against me, and uh, me and Drew don't get along very well. And um, he picks a perfect time to uh, have to launch a personal assault, which is really what it is. If you want to look at the videos, that's fine. And if you want to think that you want to make your own judgments on it, that's also fine. But you also have to understand my side of the story. Um, let's pick another example: the Kira play with the uh the curse scroll and the jace or whatever it was that was round seven or eight or the the second to last round it was playing for top eight in california and the previous day i played in the standard open and it was a nine rounder so i top eighted and i played my top eight match and won so that was uh ten rounds i played and then the next day, I had to wake up at, you know, whatever time, 7.30, so I can get there early enough to play my top four match. And I beat Brian Kibler and then lost to Adam Prozac in the finals. And shortly after uh, losing in the finals, I have to register my legacy deck and play the next tournament, just like an hour later, thanks to the buys. So at this point in the day, maybe you can say that I'm a little tired and maybe not focusing with my attention because I just played, you know, 19 rounds straight of magic. So, <clears throat> I mean, people aren't going to notice that because that's not something Drew's going to say. Drew's not going to present that counterpoint. Nobody's going to, you know, come quickly to my defense and say, well, maybe he was, you know, tired, give him the benefit of the doubt. So if you look at that board state, I have, it, it's pretty unwinnable for me, regardless of what happens. So I don't really see much of an, a point in, cheating there if you know if i'm a, a random person watching the video i i can't imagine if you know anything about magic at all and know how that game works out like what a curse scroll can do against like an empty board of merfolk there's no way i can win that game so i mean i know that doesn't prove that i didn't try and cheat but i would 
you know, if I was a, a savage cheater, I would probably be picking a better time to do it than on camera in a game I just can't win. So that's the, that's the, what I have to say about that example. So basically, if you're directly asked, do you blatantly cheat? The answer to that would be? No, I do not intentionally cheat. Have I made mistakes? Yes. I mean, I, I don't recall most of them. I mean, apparently the video camera does, but I, if I knew about them at the time, I would make them aware. Like, there was one that was a uh, a brainstorming of four cards, which, you know, is there's also, you know, high-resolution things that say it was three cards, and some people say it was four. And I don't know what how many cards it was, because if you asked me, do you remember drawing four cards, I would say no. Even if I did draw four cards, I wouldn't know because it must, it would have been a mistake if I did. I wouldn't have, you know, spread them out for the camera to see and my opponent to see that instance, especially after just getting a judge call on me that game. So, I, I mean, it's just, it's very peculiar situations. I mean, I had a, I had like a pretty hard lock on that game as well. So, I mean, that was like the opposite. Like that game was unlosable for me. Again, on camera, trying to draw four cards on a brainstorm, it's just, it's, if you're somebody who really likes drama, you can say whatever you want, but I mean, if you're someone who likes logic, it's pretty illogical for someone who has as much success as me and, you know, wins a lot of events and games um, for to try and cheat on camera when I have such an overwhelming position on that game. You have a reputation to protect because of this. What you don't want to have happen is be labeled this, and everywhere you go, there be that doubt. Because that is something that, if it sticks, will haunt you. How do you avoid getting the label of that because of what people perceive off of this? Well, that's tough. I mean, um, words are more permanent than anything. Um, once your reputation is tarnished, it's pretty hard to rebuild that, especially in this situation where I'm being accused of cheating. And let's assume for a minute that I'm, let's assume that I'm not a cheater. Let's just assume that. And I try and come to my own defense and say that I'm not. The reasoning for the illegal plays that are caught on camera is, um, if I was trying to defend myself against them, the reasoning behind them, which were the ones I just said, are also excuses that I would use if I were a cheater. So there's no way to differentiate whether I'm just a, a cheater who's lying about it or whether I'm actually innocent and trying to prove it. Because, I mean, if I, if I was if I was a cheater, I would probably use an excuse like, oh, I was tired, or oh, I played fast and sloppy, or oh, I didn't notice, or oh, whatever. Like, those are the kinds of excuses that I would use. So it's very difficult for me to try and prove it because they sound like excuses, but they're the actual reasoning behind them. How much do you love this game? I mean, I love it enough that it's the center of my life right now. I chose over uh, work right now. I mean, it's a little bit more uh, lucrative work, like, you know, a nine-to-five job or something. Um I wanted to take a break from school because I had a hard time focusing there and school never been my strong suit. So I wanted to take a break and play some cards and, you know, because I felt I was pretty good at it. And 
I don't intend to make this a career by any means, but I just wanted, you know, pass the time. It's better than not doing anything. And when I'm ready to go back to school or continue on with more adult thing, I'll probably put the game down as what I'm doing it right now, like a grind grinding as much. And, you know, I'll still probably still play, but I won't, you know, be traveling every weekend and sleeping on couches and stuff. And, uh, people really like to understand the lifestyle. Like, I've gone, you know, two months without sleeping in a bed before, just, you know, playing event to event so I don't have to fly back home. Um, it's like a lifestyle choice. So, I mean, it's like, do I love my lifestyle? Yeah, it's fun, but I mean, there's pros and cons to it. And, you know, it's tough when somebody's, uh, animosity towards you, you know, gets clouded because of all the, uh, and with all the social media out now, like, it's just very easy to, uh, like, you know, Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, it's just so easy for it to spread. And it's it's pretty irreparable. Like, I don't know how much I could do to save my name. All I know is that I know I'm not a cheater, and I will, will certainly keep a closer watch on myself to make less sloppy plays in the future. I don't know if I can, really, you know, slow down my pace of play, because that's not, that's not, that's not play. I play fast. play, you know, like, there's different styles of playing. So I feel, you know, sometimes I look, I, if I deliberate too long, I'll make the wrong play, or I won't make the, uh, you know, like the style decks, I play quick, aggressive decks usually, so I'm used to that uh, fast, aggressive style of play, and I don't mean to make these sloppy errors. And lately, I've been keeping a, more, a closer eye on myself. I mean, these vid- most of these videos, if not all of them, are from last year or month, many months ago, and I haven't had any uh, real issues in the last few months because... Yeah, I've been talked to by Star City Games. I need to watch out on my play that even if they are honest mistakes, if I continue to do them, they won't be viewed as such. And you can only get away with it for so long. And I understand that. So I tried to make sure that I, um, you know, keep the game honest and try and make as many mistakes. Even so, last week, even last week in um, St. Louis, I don't know, it was probably around four or five. I had a feature match in the Standard Open. And I was playing Illusions, and my opponent was playing Poison. And I had a 2-2 Lord of the Unreal, and, my, and, I, and I played a Phantasmal Image copying it. And I thought that the Phantasmal Image, this is the first time I played Illusions, I thought the Phantasmal Image was going to be, it was a 3-3. But it was actually a 4-4. So my opponent, for like a turn or two turns, blocked it with Spellskite, and I didn't realize that the Spellskite would die, and neither did he. So, like, I just I kept attacking with a 4-4 and a 2-2, and he kept blocking the 4-4, the, uh, blocking the 4-4 with the Spellskite, which should have died, like, a turn earlier because, you know, it got dealt lethal damage. But I didn't notice it, and he didn't notice it, and it was only until after the game that we noticed that the Spellskite should have been, you know, should have died. Now, if I was the other way around, if I was the one with the Spellskite blocking and, like, getting away with it, forget about it. Like, it would just, it would look pretty bad on me. So I'm just saying that there's always, like, honest mistakes that are made, and... I mean, with the sheer amount of magic I play, I mean, you can look at my Planeswalker points, and you can look at how many events I play every week. Um, the sheer amount, there's there's going to be times where I mess up, or my opponents mess up, and I just hope that people, you know, regardless of what their end what their end conclusion that they think is, whatever, regardless of whatever the conclusion they come to, they should, you know, really cons- try and consider all the facts and all the um, the, the scenarios and what, what the context is rather than just watch a video one day of me playing like three lands off of an explore. Like, I think that 
you know, out of context, they all look pretty shady. And if you filmed every single game that another high-level pro did, um, maybe they wouldn't make as many mistakes as me. But I'm not a high-level pro. I'm just, you know, uh, I have a long way to go. And sloppiness is one of the uh, one of the things I need to work on. Um, I feel like I choose pretty good decks for tournaments. I feel like I uh, have a pretty good mindset when I play. But uh, there's always weaknesses, and my sloppy play is something I definitely need to work on going forward. And I hope that people give me the chance to do that. You said SCGs talked to you about this. Uh, how did that come to you? Did they approach you on this, or how did that go? Uh, yeah, so I forgot which event it was at, but, um, Jared Silva came up to me and, you know, spoke with me. He said that, you know, um, there's, you know, allegations of you, um, you know, you know, doing things illegally on camera and, um, specifically the Explore video. Um, and I, at this point in time, I had no idea what that was because, I don't, you know, I wouldn't know about playing three lands on a turn. And if you asked me, hey, Alex, did you cheat in that Explore game? I would say no. I mean, of course I would say no to it. But, I mean, I I don't remember doing it. So, like, I don't remember drawing four cards off a Brainstorm. I don't remember not, you know, playing, intentionally playing an extra land um, in that match. So, um, you know, so Jared came up to me and talked about that and said that going forward you should really make sure that your play is um, cleaner and that you're really touching yourself. Because even if it isn't uh, intended badly or there isn't any intention to cheat, it can still look bad on you. So since then, since that event, I've really been watching my play more carefully and made sure that I haven't been, you know, doing anything that can be viewed as shady and stuff like that or, you know, cheating. So I've really been trying, but, I mean, like I said, all these videos came up to the surface, and these have all been viewed by the DCI long before Drew put them out there. I mean, this is, these aren't new things. They're just new things to the public. So, um, you know, there's other investigations going on with other players, too, that haven't been out there either. So, I mean, this is just um, this is an old thing, but it takes relevance now because everybody sees... Uh, somebody being successful at it and, you know, they feel an outcry. It's rightfully so that people feel outraged when somebody, you know, wins a lot of money or does really well at a tournament, but did it, but might have done it in a, in a illegal way. So, I mean, the outcry is probably understandable. It's just that people's response is very narrow and very closed minded. And that's why I choose not to listen to many people because they don't really understand, like, how to handle something like this. Don't you think there's additional pressure on you because people having that thought in the back of their head that everything you do now is going to be scrutinized even more because of this? Well, I mean, that, that rightfully so. I mean, yes, there's going to be more pressure on me, and I mean, probably, and deservingly, I mean, I can't just go unpunished for it. Like, even... I, I'm telling you that I did not intentionally cheat in any of those instances. So, but I, I can't just get off scot free. I mean, in my opinion, my punishment should be that you know now I have this scrutiny. Now I have kind of a label that even if I'm found innocent, there's always going to be that thought in the back of someone's head when they play against me that oh he might be up to something or oh I better keep my eye on him. And to that I say you know please do. Um, I'm here to play the game. I wouldn't want somebody else to try and cheat against me. So, 
why would should somebody else tolerate me making illegal plays against them? So, I mean, if they want to have assigned a judge to me every round or they want to, you know, check in on me or deck check me, whatever they want to do, I'm willing to accept that because clearly there's instances of sloppiness. And to be fair, I, I would like to think that there's, you know, with the sheer amount I play, if there's only five or six, you know, videos of it, like... <laughs> That's a pretty good ratio compared to how much magic I play. But obviously I'm sure there's things that, have, that I've, you know, that me or my opponents have done that don't maintain the game state correctly that aren't on camera. So, I mean, if, uh, I hope that people keep a visual touch on me, if that will help them, help clear my name or something like that. And if not, it's something I'm willing to, you know, accept going forward. You had both sides of the spectrum here. You've had many supporters, detractors for you on this. All the eyes are on you, and you do it well, and you keep winning back down, because if you're being watched, and you're playing well, and you're still succeeding, where's the next question? Well, I mean, that that sounds all nice and everything, but I mean... um that's not realistically how people think people aren't going to label you badly or, you know, like label you as a cheater or a fraud or anything like, or a thief or anything. And then, um, as time goes on and they see nothing goes wrong, they're not going to like, just get rid of that thought. They're not going to say, well, he hasn't stolen anything in a while. So maybe he's changed his ways and is not a thief anymore. Or, well, we haven't seen him do anything shady on camera. So maybe, maybe he didn't cheat anymore. Or maybe he didn't cheat back then. That's not how people think. People don't think rationally. I mean, that's what drama's all about. So um, people will probably still continue to have this notion in the back of their head. Even supporters of me, you know, I hope that people, you know, just they, they watch me more carefully if that makes them comfortable. I mean, I know my closest friends know that I'm not a cheater. They know that um, these are honest mistakes and that there's situations and circumstances like, you know, sleeping on couches for, you know, weeks at a time, showing up to an event, playing 19 rounds, and then bouncing a cure to my hand instead of binning it after, you know, not being able to win the game if I had 10 cures in play. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's just, it's silly to believe. It's just silly. I mean, uh, I understand the society we live in right now is very, you know, uh, Twittered and Facebook and, you know, all that stuff. So with all that, the, the massive, um, information, it's very difficult to just, you know, take that back to say, well, guys, just kidding. Just a silly witch are bad. No, sorry about that. I really should have given you the benefit of the doubt there. It's that, it, that's not how it works. So you said this has already been submitted to them and it's been almost a calendar year since the first video of it, mm-hmm. you would think that if something would have come down, it would have come down by now, correct? I mean, I would hope so. I mean, I, I wasn't aware that most invas- investigations took that long. Um, I mean, I, I hope that I find out sooner or later what the DCI's verdict of this. I mean, I have full faith in their system. I have total faith in all their judges and uh, the people who passed down the judgment on that. I, I, I have heard any stories of people getting banned or suspended who didn't deserve it or who just were plain straight up innocent. So, I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I, I'm, I'm hoping that they come back with the right decision for me because I know 
I mean, the only person in the entire world that knows whether I intended to do those things or not is me. Exactly. And no matter how much evidence there is, no matter how many videos, there could be five, ten, a hundred, a thousand videos, the only person that knows 100% is me. So the only person that will know that whether the DCI did the right thing or not is me. And whatever anybody else says for me or against me um, is, you know, should, I hope, be irrelevant to them that they pass down this judgment impartially, you know, that they don't, you know, I have faith that, you know, the game lasted this long with their good judgment for the most part, and um, that hopefully that the judgment that's passed down on me sooner, rather sooner rather than later, um, is favorable for me. With the integrity of the game, which is what's critical to making the game as successful as it is right now, that to have a questionable decision or something like that happen can really hurt the game. I mean, we are seeing unprecedented growth in this game right now. And people like you are part of that growth. Because look at the fact that before you made this decision, you were in school. Yes. Snap dropped everything and went into this full bore. Now, you did mention that you had talked about potentially leaving this. This was all before the things happened at the Star City Invitational. You talked about potentially looking for a real job. Now, you mentioned earlier in the interview you are actively looking to play the GP circuit next year, correct? Yeah. Um, basically, I mean, the life of a, you know, a magic player or a degenerate or a gambler, or whatever you want to call, you know, people who enjoy the competitive aspect of variance-based games, variance and skill-based games. Um, you know, I make most of my decisions spontaneously. Um, I've been pretty close to quitting multiple times, and there's been other times where I couldn't be happier playing. Um, usually when I make claims about, you know, quitting, I've had a string of bad beats or, you know, like unnecessary things like, you know, punting stupid matches that shouldn't, I shouldn't have lost or like making dumb mistakes. Times where I feel like I'm not learning because that's really what I want is to learn from every event, learn from every mistake, uh, learn from wins, learn losses. So when I make mistakes that I've made in the past, you know, like play mistakes and stuff, I just tend to just myself up over it. You know, more than, more than when my opponents, you know, take a run out, a one out or a runner runner or I mold a five, you know, things like that don't really irritate me as much. But, um, I mean, I just wanted to have a, a backup plan and see, you know, just in case, you know, I mean, if I didn't just win, you know, X amount of dollars this weekend, you know, maybe my, my funds would run dry at some point next year and I wouldn't be able to continue the Grand Prix thing. And I don't just want to be like, you know, jobless, schoolless, and magless, and broke all at once, you know, that's a bad place to be. So um, I wanted to maybe have something as a as a backup plan, whether I, you know, decide to quit or not, because magic's very easy to get back into. It's the real world that's difficult to make the jump into. So I'd rather have secured something outside of magic than not. What are your goals next year for the GP circuit? Um, it's, it'll be pretty much just a, uh, a more, a larger scale Star City Games grind. Like, I mean, I've gotten very accustomed to the, to the grinder lifestyle, to the, you know, knowing how to get, you know, to get from place to place as cheap as possible, whether it's flying or driving, you know, staying with friends who, you know, 
you know, who I'm very thankful for, for letting me stay at their places and crash with them and stuff like that. And um, so I'm pretty used to this that lifestyle already. So for next year, I just plan on focusing on my game. And, um, you know, I'm probably going to play the first quarter, the first, uh, what is it, the first quarter or the first third of the year. Uh, I'll play West Grand Prix, just whichever ones are cheap to get. If there's a, a European one that has a deal on flights, I'll probably go. But basically, the, the, the less money you spend traveling, the more events you go to. And hopefully, uh, Grand Prix, the value, the uh, EV for those is probably a little bit less than Opens. Uh, so it'll probably be a little bit harder to sustain that, especially without, like, appearance fees, which I got at Opens. It'll probably be a little bit harder to uh, to continue grinding. But, I mean, we'll see if I, if I improve my skill next year or um, go on a hot streak or something. Maybe I can uh, play all the events next year, all the Grand Prix, uh, the U.S. ones, and, um, you know, stay qualified for each pro tour, you know, maintain buys, you know. So that's, that's my realistic goal. Who are you working with in order to help your game? Uh, I'm pretty much, uh, work by myself. I feel like I do my best, like, uh, like, I, I don't really play test at all. Like, um, at events, I'll always talk with friends and look at deck and, you know, I, I read articles. I never do stuff like that. It's probably something I need to start getting into, uh, start getting into. Um, I, I usually can just, you know, look at a card because I play magic so much. I can usually just like look at a card or look at a deck list, like play out like, you know, matches or games in my head with it and like see how the card would apply and basically I'm able to that way so I don't really need have much need for like actual play testing like sitting down and playing I can usually just like see a card and you know or make a change to a deck list like I consider myself a pretty good uh, deck tuner like um and I make good deck selections like I mean I I just you know won this invitational I picked two decks that I felt you know were good it was only the second time I played Illusions and probably the eighth time I played the the Legacy Bantblade deck but I mean, I felt that like my card choices were really spot on, and that I, you know, with a little bit of tight play and luck, I mean, I, so um, as far as testing goes, I mean, if if I find a good team to join, like I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to that, especially because the only way I can really you know make the next level of play skill is by you know learning from someone better than myself, and I can you can only learn so much on your own, and I mean after like a year and a half of grinding on my own. And, you know, teaching myself to not make dumb mistakes or uh, not play bad cards or decks. Um, I feel like maybe soon I could, you know, start working with people that would be interested in helping me get better. There's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, obviously, if you've seen by the Channel Fireball results that they have put together a team and have been very successful with it. You're right. That is the next level for you. Getting hooked up with the right people and adding what you do to their team to make it better. It's definitely a challenge. How is the interaction with the players have been for you as far as on the GP level? <clears throat> uh, which players? Oh, just the pro players. Oh, I mean, I usually um, I, I usually don't look at, like, which players on which team. I usually, you know, I'm try, try to be very friendly and... Uh, cordial with most players whether they're professional or amateur or you know top of the top notch or you know even just you know casual kitchen tablers i try and you know, usually you know run my horizons and talk to everybody um i'll ask you know i'll ask for people's opinions 
Um, I listen to people's advice, listen to people's questions, you know, um, whether they're players like, you know, Luis, Scott Vargas, or Owen Turtenwald, or, you know, your casual FNMers. There's always something to learn from everybody, and there's never usually a problem with being friendly to people. Um, and that's what I try and do. I try and be friendly to people. I try and lend cards out whenever I can to people who don't, you know, have the access to them like I do. Um, I, usually, I just try and be a general positive thing for the community. And, I mean, yeah, people are probably going to laugh at that, but it's just that, I mean, that's how I am. And uh, I know most of my, my good friends and the people that I truly consider close to me know that about me, and that's not news to them. So um, to anybody else out there who doesn't really know me, you can have whatever judgment you want, but know that you there's a chance you're misinformed. And just think about if you really are wrong and, you know, if you really are wrong about your judgment of me, like how bad that looks and how, you know, that's it's pretty pathetic that when it comes to, like, a card game with such a, a good community and such a strong player base that you're quick, so quick to make judgments um, because you're, like, eager to, you know, start a witch hunt or start, you know, everyone's eager for bad news, you know. Nobody's going to, nobody wants to hear a hero story. Everyone wants to hear the villain story. And that's just the way it is, so. One of the things within this episode of the Meta Magic that needs to be emphasized is that the DCI, when they make a ruling on anything, it will be done with the best interests of the game at heart. And the trust in the system needs to still be there. We have had so many positive changes over the years to the DCI system about the quality of judging the people that have worked in it that regardless of whatever happens with the situation and however they come down on this that our faith as players and a community still needs to stand strong with the DCI and what they view as the best interest of the game.